0: The episode suivant de 9 pm Edict contient un langage fort, des thèmes pour adultes, de la nudité et des images sexuelles dérangeantes.
1: Friday the 15th of July 2022. The Winter Series continues with a very special guest indeed. He's been on the pod before. He is satirist Mark Humphries. In this episode, uh, we retreat to an upstairs bar to talk about our experiences with celebrities. I had an experience with a superstar uh, a few months ago. Mark expresses his concern
2: that there's too many awareness days, multiple causes every day. It's either National Tapioca Pudding Day or Pet Fire Safety Day, it's not both. And we despair of the federal election result. That's what we needed a Palmer
1: government. There's even an unexpected dado experience. Hello, I'm still Garion. This is the 9 p.m. celebrity superstar experience on the River Kwai with Mark Humphreys. You've
2: you've ruined National Nude Day still.
1: It's Bastille Day as we're recording this. Uh, so it's a very special welcome once more to um, Mark Humphries. Uh, bonjour, monsieur. Comment vas-tu aujourd'hui?
2: Oh, je vais très bien. Merci beaucoup, Steele. C'est, uh, c'est très sympa d'être ici avec toi. <laughs> Good. D'accord. <Yeah. laughs> D'accord. Bon, Bonne. Yeah. <laughs> Without resorting
1: to uh, Google Translate, let's do the rest of the podcast en anglais. En anglais, OK. En anglais. All
3: right. Yeah, OK. Sure. Sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, you do actually speak the French. Yes. La, Fran- La Francais. Uh, le Francais. Le Francais, oui.
2: Oh, see, <laughs> the, well, One of my pet hates, I saw something recently that drove me nuts. It was on Instagram. It was, uh, now I should be clear, I don't follow Cameron Dado, but I was given a Cameron oh God, Dado do, video. I was given you a Cameron secretly Dado, follow Cameron Dado. Vid- video in my feed. And I think the people at Luxury Escapes have decided to send him overseas uh, because they think that people will... Book, luxury Escapes. If they see that Cameron Daddo is overseas, they might think, Well, if Cameron Daddo can go overseas, then maybe I should go overseas. And uh, anyway, so Cameron Daddo was outside the Arc de Triomphe and he was, you know, it's a beautiful sunny day and he said, Viva la France. And it made me so angry because it's Vive. Vive la France. It's not, vive not, France. Oh. Viva is Spanish. Like, if Luxury Escapes haven't, you know, why are you sending Cameron Daddo over there to speak bad French? It's just it's just not right. I don't know who the market is for that. Who's in the market for Cameron Daddo speaking bad French? With or without a shirt on. <laughs> shirt was on. Just I, I bear no ill will towards Cameron Daddo ordinarily, but this this really pushed me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is quite Australian to have strong opinions about daddos. Dados, yes. Yeah. I once saw A.O. get out of a vehicle. I was, I was, so several years ago, um, I was, a friend and I went to the, we lined up at the red carpet for, I don't know if it was the AFI Awards or something or other, because we. Because you're, you're a celebrity. I'm a, well, no, I was, I was a celebrity hunter at this point. I was, this would have been, you know, it would have been 22 or something. Okay. And we knew that uh, Will Ferrell was going to be attending this event, so we wanted to see if we could, you know, see Will Ferrell. But we didn't get to see Will Ferrell. Instead, we saw a Dado get out of a limousine. And I didn't know which one it was. And so I just found myself shouting, "Dado!" <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting to happen, but I shouted that. And then we saw Sonia Kruger. Oh, and then we're night, like, night of nights. Yeah, so Sonia had come out of the theatre and we're like, Sonia! And she's like, yeah. And I was like, is Will Ferrell in there? And she said, I think so. And we're like, oh, shit. He's already in there, so we fucked off. But that was, uh, yeah, that was my <laughs> encounter with Cameron... D- a-, a. Dado, possibly Andrew Dado, possibly Cameron, possibly Lockie, um, and uh, Sonia Kruger before she was on everything. I know. I, sorry, I know we have. this is not what the show's about, but it still fascinates me that you can be on the Nine network and you can go on TV and say that you think that there should be a ban on Muslims and then the, ch- the Seven network will go, not only are we going to... Uh, snap her up we're going to have her host every show we've got a, career, a, a line that would have been a career ender you would imagine for most people somehow a gateway to an incredible new life
1: how would your life have changed if instead of shouting out daddo you shouted out daddy
2: <laughs> I didn't know where that was going to go I, uh, yeah, I would have had a lot of questions Um, Yeah, I thought you were going to say if I had shouted out some anti-Muslim rhetoric, what if instead of saying Dado, you'd said something anti-Muslim, then, you know, your career would have really taken off. Yeah. um, Yeah, that was the mistake. I mean, that that was the day. They were the days. They were the days when you needed
1: to just come out with something totally and utterly bigoted. Um, See, my mistake was, you know, spending time yesterday thinking, oh, what are we going to talk about? Because Mark and I can never find anything to talk about.
2: <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, i always find a way to link it back to old show business. So, uh,
3: Well, yeah.
1: you know, now that
2: you're in your late 40s, yeah. it's something you need to start
1: reflecting yeah. uh, upon your career and yeah, yeah. your legacy. Yeah, just for context. Do we need to context, give context for that? Uh, <laughs> do we need context <laughs> no. for that? that? No, that's No, fine. you don't understand what this podcast is about. What you do is context is irrelevant. Um, speaking of France, which, which we sort of were, uh, I did notice this week, and this must, must come, uh, given that you live in france for 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 a period yeah um the french health authorities have linked charcuterie to colon cancer this is uh,
2: I, I did not need to hear this <laughs> this is the nitrates in
1: the processed meat and uh the cured sausage industry and the french health authority has said that reducing nitrates uh, would result in increased risks of serious illnesses such as botulism listeria or salmonella but
2: you know whatever yeah, I'll take colon cancer over that, I guess. Yeah, is it? I have to choose between one or the other. Is that? How, right? Yeah,
1: I think. I, yeah, <laughs> actually, now that now that you mention
2: it, yes, I think we do. <laughs> That's how uh. it works. So yeah, maybe that should be like your options. You know how like something is like dairy free or whatever is like, well, you can have the botulism sausage mm. or you can have the colon cancer sausage, and so, as long as you're just empowering the the consumer. To make that decision. But that's... The, I mean, I'm now... I basically now just decide... Can, I feel like colon cancer is very much on the cards because I'm...
1: And botulism sounds more French, right?
2: Botulism, botulin... There's something more romantic to it. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> Rather than le, le concert de Colon. Um, but yeah, so I'm um that's gonna that's a big cause of concern for me. because charcuterie I'm all about the charcuterie board. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you are too. Oh man, oh, it's often the best
1: thing yeah. in a place, isn't it? Give me give me there's 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 a place or there was a place it's closed now unfortunately, in San Francisco, right at the ferry terminal there's a kind of farmers market slash posh food stalls in the ferry terminal uh, on the, the Embarcadero. Oh. <laughs> he says, I, I, will, I will Spanish at you now. <laughs> um, the, old, the, the ferry terminal, which is still a working ferry terminal, but there's a whole lot of places. And there's, there's a place whose name escapes me, but its slogan was Tasty Salted Pig Parts. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and they sold their Tasty Salted Pig Parts, and and they were also a wine bar. So you could just <laughs> roll... Up there and have all of your cured meats and fresh bread and Tasty salted pig parts
2: and wine bar. that's
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's right. That's
2: the ring to it.
1: Given that it is Bastille Day, brackets as we record this, but not tomorrow when it goes out, uh, I want to point out, which of these are you going to celebrate, Mark? Because it's 14th July as we record this, Bastille Day, as I said, but it's also Shark Awareness Day, (laughs) Pandemonium Day. Oh, hang on. (laughs) National Mac and Cheese Day. No, no. <laughs> National Grandmamia Day. Uh no. <laughs> and National Nude Day, which of course we, we are celebrating. We celebrate. We we re-
2: celebrate year <laughs> round, but as we record this podcast, yes, that's uh, it. there's a list. I can see. I can see your salty pork, but but the. Um, <laughs> Uh, yes, the uh, what were the choices? Oh, yeah, shark awareness. Are we not aware of sharks? Oh, I <laughs> thought I was aware of sharks. Yes, I'm always fascinated by the concept of raising awareness. At what point is awareness too high? I think shark awareness is is, is high enough. I'm well, not we're, sure we're,
1: we're, we're in an upstairs room. That's as it. We record this,
2: yeah, exactly. I think we're pretty. I think we're. <laughs> I'm aware
1: <laughs> of sharks, I'm not overly concerned about That's sharks. It.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm reminded I was listening to there's a, a podcast recently with uh, the comedian David Spade and he was talking about a restaurant that he worked at when he was younger that had shark on the menu and a customer asked him about it. How's the shark? And he's like, I don't know. I got a rule. I don't eat them. They don't eat me.
1: <laughs> that is actually fabulous. <laughs> the other response you can do for that is, you know, how's the shark? And you go, well, not very well now. <laughs> you know, it's seen
2: better days. So yeah, I, just, so, just I mean, look. That, I'll, let's do our bit. Look out for sharks. Look out for sharks. Excellent. Yeah. They do pandemonium. They, however, what does do we know much about? Grandmarnier day. I think no, no, the no, pandemonium day, pandemonium which Mania sounds day. like Grandmarnier. All day. right, let's. Uh, That's let's actually weird. How similar pandemonium and Marnier sound. I do wonder if there was some sort of confusion. They sort of split off from each other, sort of a mutation that someone misheard. Grand money and then created Pandemonium Bear. I mean,
1: that is it is quite weird. I'm, I'm looking up on the Google uh, now and I'm going to the uh, the fabulous website daysoftheyear.com, which is where you can find <laughs> out my homepage. Uh, all these things. Bookmark <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, yes, where are we? The 14th. Um, oh, see, it's American, so they, they're still well, they not... they don't celebrate Pandemonium No, Bear. no, no, they're, <laughs> they're still not quite up to what the actual day is. So... Uh, they still think it's the 13th, where it's National French Fry Day.
2: How interesting that that would be the day before... It's also International
1: the... Rock Day.
2: In the music sense, or we're we celebrating no, stones, no, and stones and pebbles? Stones and pebbles, gravel. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, think, and, and Beef Tallow Day.
2: Now, what's beef tallow? I'm not familiar with tallow. Which... That's
1: that's when you're cooking beef and all of the fat drips oh, off it and you okay. end up making it. So, dripping is what it I is see. sometimes called... Two.
2: Well, Colon cancer research on that is not yeah. good either, I'm guessing. Beef
1: Tallow Day began its roots back in 2017. I find that hard to believe. And is aimed to celebrate
2: its tradition as a healthy animal fat. Hang on. I think if something only started in 2017, you can't say that it has roots. I don't think roots... You can't have roots in 2017. Yeah, I, I had a root in 2017. Oh, there he you hey. go. It is National Nude, International Nude Day, ladies and know
1: National Grand mania Day. It suggests... Melt together fine cheeses, butter and wine and enjoy with your choice of breads, meats or even veggies on the d- delicious national cheese fondue day. Okay, but... So is it Grand Money... But this I want to know about Pandemonium Day. I want to know about oh, sorry. Pandemonium Day. No, oh, So that. I've done the complete... Sorry. <laughs> I've done completely the wrong thing.
2: That's it. I could have guessed what Grand Money a day might involve, but... <laughs>
1: Okay, pandemonium, a wild and noisy disorder or confusion and uproar. Pandemonium means all the demons.
2: Okay. Pan, oh, yes, yes very yes, good. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: yes. I never your, thought of that. Yep. Uh, pandeno- pandemonium first came about as a word in the 17th century used in the poem Paradise, lost by the author John Milton. Hi, yes. Greek, pan, Latin, demonium, therefore we shouldn't ever say that word, pandemonium pandemonium day was established to help free us from all the stuffiness that comes with living a life too ordered comma a schedule to set i'm going oh
2: well i am uh, not uh, in I favor worry. of that I, I love order and yes no i'm Do you? yeah i'm very yes really <laughs> yes very anti-pandemonium so day why, now. Are you, why
1: are you laughing at that you're <laughs> in order
2: no no that's right aren't we meant to
1: praise that
2: good yeah no but order yeah yes Yes, absolutely. No, I'm just 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 expressing my objection to pandemonium day. Sounds chaotic.
1: They suggest um, throwing a chaotic party. Okay. <laughs> this is a party where you throw caution to the wind. Don't organise it too heavily. If guests ask what they should bring, tell them to bring any food and alcohol they want. Yeah, I'm out.
2: I I I, <laughs> I think I think we know what alcohol will be, be grandmama, but. Um, yeah, no, no, that's, that's a no. To pa- so I want to lower awareness of uh, Pandemonium Day. So so, uh,
1: well, I, I suppose uh, if you have listened to all that, um, please stare into the blue light <laughs> uh, <laughs> while I press this little button. Tomorrow, of course, is the uh, or as your people may be listening to this, either today or indeed yesterday or sometime in the distant past, uh, it will be the fifteenth of July, and this this is a this is also an interesting choice: a National Orange Chicken Day, National (sighs) Gummy Worm Day. By by national, this is of course in the America, but you know, National Beer Dork Day, National I Love Horses Day. Come on. National Give Something Away Day, National Pet Fire Safety Day. I I recommend straight off the bat, don't set fire. I think that's my rule. Yep. Uh,
2: And National Tapioca Pudding Day. Okay. This needs to end. So it needs to be that every I'm willing for every day to have one thing, but one only. And so it needs to be whether there needs to be some sort of a vote or uh, I don't know, that, but there needs to be a system. I'm not happy with multiple things sharing a day. This needs to, we just need to agree on one day that it's either National Tapioca Pudding Day or Pet Fire Safety Day. It's not both. It's, they just don't... I don't like it.
1: I mean, I understand uh, that this does aff- uh, offend your sense of order. <laughs> That's it. But there are only 365 days, 366 in, in leap years, and I believe there's more than that many... Things and concepts. Yeah,
2: but I don't think National I Love Horses Day needs to be a day. Just love horses in your... What, you're going to only love horses today? And then you're going to what? It's going to be like Equus, 364 days of the year the rest of the time? Like, what? You're going to blind them? What are you talking about? Just forget, no, just love horses all... Don't need a day... For, you don't need a day for give something or... what? You don't need... Be a dork day. This is a fucking... <laughs> Sorry, oh, I didn't realize it. how strongly I felt
1: about this until I came on this podcast. <laughs> there, you, there you go, and that, that's, that's what I like. Well, speaking of things um, you, you 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 care about, uh, I want to revisit something you said a couple of episodes ago. In fact, uh, 13 months ago, in June, uh, no, don't hold me to it. 20, 2021. Here
2: we go. You know, why don't you do more sketches about labour? Well, I, 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 they're I, not, they're in, not government. in government. You know, <laughs> I would love. I say this all the time. I would love there to be a Labour government, not because yeah, and that's gonna be taken out of context. I would love there to be a Labour government, <laughs> not for any kind of ideological reasons, but purely for something new to talk about, something some new and to address this kind of balance issue, which I understand, I understand the need for, I understand the, the the ideal of objectivity and all that sort of stuff. But the reality is if you want balance, if you want there to be 50-50, then you know what? Every second week, let's have a labor government. All right, let's do that. Let's have one week liberal government, one week labor government, and then once that's balanced, then we can see. Then you can then you can look at the reporting and go, okay, what's what, what's the actual state of affairs? Good to see that I'm as angry now as I was then. <laughs> <laughs> 30, the thirty months have not been kind to me. I've I've learned nothing. All right, well, you've got a labor government now. You're happy. I am. I think I, I, I'm looking forward to doing new stuff. Yeah, there's a new bunch of characters. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. So I think sort of now that the dust of the election is settling and we're getting a better sense of of what a Labour government looks like, I, I think it's uh, some things are starting to present themselves that, you know, are going to be good for, uh, for satire.
1: How are you feeling about uh, Mr Albanese?
2: He seems uh, generally to have a kind of positive disposition <laughs> <laughs> that's going to fuck it up for you isn't it <laughs> he seems to he seems to be a, a fairly benevolent force broadly speaking I would say he seems alright yeah no I, I i mean the beating hasn't entirely stopped but the what her the beating the beating of what the, of us oh
1: you know the beatings will continue until morale improves oh, as the famous life <laughs> advice goes <laughs> okay
2: um yeah so I th- I, th- I think sort of you know for me I'm just keeping an eye on it just <laughs> Jury's out, and giving him, you know, just letting it letting it settle and uh, see. We haven't even seen him in the country, really. Has he been? Has he been no, in Australia since he? I mean, he has, but not a lot. And yeah. that's,
1: that's of course created these stupid political, uh, yeah, battles I, it's about. Not good uh, um,
2: you had a go at at
1: Morrison when he was on the beach in Hawaii, and it was like, yeah, yeah, because that's he, because he different. was on a
2: beach drinking cocktails, yeah, not different to a war zone. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Hawaii can get pretty. Ask Captain Cook. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to Parliament starting up and seeing what that looks like. Tuesday, 26th of this month. Oh, thank you very much. I've actually been two weeks to go. Thank you. I've been wanting to find out. Thank you. 10:30 a.m. (laughs) Gosh, this is a good podcast. Ceremony. Oh, it's fact, you learn things on this podcast. So there you go. Tuesday, 26th of June. Forget July. July. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Put it in your calendar alongside, you know, National Fucking Curly Cheese Day or whatever.
1: Shall I look that up? No, no, don't no. look it up. <laughs> to look it up for yourselves, daysofhear.com. Um I'll just all right. get
2: angry. What's interesting though is we're still seeing quite a lot of
1: the former lot.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, but they they're sort of I feel like they're sort of flailing around. <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> the Angus Taylors and, of the and, World.
1: And, you know, Scott Morrison is sending his missive to Simon Benson at the Australian who's, you know, printing all this stuff. I, oh, is he? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. He sent it. This.
2: Yeah, I know it's a thing. Oh man, that's why we should. That's why we should have voted for Palmer. I mean, it's like you should have voted for who? What? Palmer. That's. I mean, Palmer. I mean, yeah, that's that's what we needed—a Palmer government. Um, I've got that bloke in Melbourne, Ralph. 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 Yeah. The, now, what I'm keeping ruff, tabs ruff, on this. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm keeping tabs on this. We by the time this comes out, it will have been just under eight weeks since the election. Eight weeks. Since Clive Pahama claimed to have video evidence of AEC officials taking—I'm trying to—I want to get the wording right because I think he's used the word "home" three times. Taking home, taking the taking home the ballots home with them to their houses. It was something like that, and um, like that's a big claim. Mm. That's a really big claim. And man, that must be some video file. I mean, the wow. size of it. I mean, the, the upload for it to well, take eight weeks. Well, you know what the NBN's like. I know, yeah. but even then. <laughs> I'm starting to think the video evidence might not. I, this is just. I'm th- starting to think it might not exist. But I, I, I. I don't know I that don't I could be that bold. But I, I, you know, but if if he comes out with it, I mean, Clyde Palmer is never known to be misleading. in oh, man of in his the past, man of his word. Yeah. Um. But I, <laughs> I just, like that's to me is that is scandalous. So if, and look, and if it were true, that is that is scandalous. But if he, if you're making throwing these claims around without any evidence to support it. That is outrageous. And I don't want, you know, sorry, I'm getting all earnest here, but just like oh, that, seriously, right. something needs to be done about that. If they don't produce anything off the back of that, that's appalling. Anyway. Crash. I don't know what I, did I spill the water? Yes, but you're okay.
1: Excellent. I mean, that's the, that's the kind of quality production work that we expect here. <laughs> Patron of this podcast, Elon Musk, has uh, come into some criticism recently, mostly because they were there were days with a Y in them. You know, he did. Um, but interestingly, uh, Donald Trump has had a go.
0: Donald Trump trumpeting uh, the, see what I did there? In his truth social alternative. Let's put this up there on the screen. He was at a rally in Alaska speaking out against Lisa Murkowski and on behalf of Sarah Palin, who is running for Congress, by the way, undercovered story. And he lashed out at Elon Musk and the quote, rotten Twitter deal he actually derided musk on the stage as a quote bullshit artist and said that he does this guy he was faking what he was doing and went ahead to promote truth social as the real alternative which is especially (laughs) hilarious wow when trump's calling you a bullshit artist then
1: i know and, and you know he's he's an expert in the in the field obviously um is Musk a bullshit artist?
2: Uh, I, look, uh, would, you,
1: would you like to give your
2: lawyer a quick call? I was I, I, I was completely neutral on Musk until the... Well, no, I mean, I think the the, the pedo... The, the Thai cave pedo tweet or whatever that was... Yes. ...was... That was the one... That was the first time where I went, uh, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think the other thing to to be slightly concerned about
1: is that his current pinned tweet is is essentially a dog whistle on the uh, uh, replacement theory, the neo-Nazi thing, that, that white people are being replaced because they're not breeding fast enough, so the oh. other races are, okay. are breeding too quickly. He he, he put that as his pin tweet when the Road v Wade decision was made, that we, we don't have the appropriate replacement level of breeding. And indeed, when he was... Was found uh, to, uh, to have had like two more twins that you oh, need yes. to keep track of, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, th- that's part of his effort to uh, keep the uh,
2: the the breeding up. <laughs> this is thing. this is like the Costello one for the one for mum, one for dad, one for the one for the country, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. So Musk, I, I must say, I wasn't enthused about the prospect of him. Um, owning Twitter, but um, so I'm kind of relieved if that does seem to be collapsing. But then, Twitter as a whole, I sort of, you know, I, I, I know I'm certainly disengaging from it and it's not what it used to be. And hence, because you're not there as much, yeah. Well, no, but I don't, but I because no. I don't trust the audience, like what I mean by very that, much. Yeah. no. <laughs> I just mean that there's a... lucidity lucid if he gets a fucking national TV show
1: and then suddenly it's, oh, I don't it's, trust the this audience. This is what happens. It's once the audience's you, once fault.
2: Once you get on 7.30, you start to hate Twitter. Um, yeah, no, 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 I just... <laughs> just quietly, that's just, more true that's, than... Yeah, but no, it's... No, I just mean that I'm talking about, of course, a tiny percentage, but it's it's enough to make you go, oh, forget it. Like, it's just enough, like... Because there, there, the, the number of times where you can post something completely innocuous or, in fact, even positive... And have someone bring their negative energy to it and put their own spin on it and read things into it that aren't there. Just like, too hard, forget it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, it's all suddenly, oh, it's cloudy today.
1: It's, what are you trying to say? Yeah, well, this is, you you know, know. yeah.
2: Like, so. Nothing, it's just cloudy yeah. today. That's it. And so, uh, yeah, that's, so I've sort of, uh, hence one of the reasons I'm sort of dabbling in TikTok is because I just sort of like, I don't know, I'm feeling like Twitter's. Moment has passed um, or is passing. And yet TikTok, now we're having
1: Senator James Patterson pointing out that, oh, the the Chinese government can access the data even though it's stored in Singapore and the US. Brackets, of course, that's the point of the internet. You can access data from wherever you are and wherever it is. That is literally why we invented the internet. It is its purpose.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, good luck to them. I, I... (laughs) <laughs> well, he's one of the Wolverines, of course. Oh, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, the Wolverines?
1: It's a group of... I come on this
2: podcast to learn about the world, so tell me, what, what are the Wolverines? No, the,
1: the Wolverines are a, an informal grouping of uh, politicians from across the spectrum who are indeed concerned about the rise of China. Oh. Okay. And want to do something about it. And the irony is, it is... A reference to the movie Red Dawn from 1984 when there are Soviet and Cuban paratroopers invading Colorado for some point. I don't know why... Why Colorado? Why Colorado? (laughs) Uh, I'm Perhaps elsewhere, but this is set in Colorado and a bunch of teens left with nowhere to run, engage in guerrilla warfare with the invading forces, and they are the Wolverines. So we've got people like Senator Patterson, um, and and others deciding they are the Wolverines, the only ones who are really willing to stand up to the invasion of China or something. So this, is, this is a
2: Patrick Swayze movie, is that right? Oh, man, Patrick Swayze, so you are correct. So james His james name is Jed. So James Patterson is Patrick Swayze in this... In this analogy. Yeah,
1: we've got Charlie Sheen. I should dig out the rest of the names. I'll leave it to the... Uh, general listener, look up the film Red Dawn and decide which sitting members of the Australian Parliament match
2: I they actually cast was. Members. I think there was a remake as well. It starred yeah, our own Chris Hemsworth. And,
1: uh, as opposed, opposed to who else is Chris Hemsworth?
2: <laughs> well, you know how it is. got to say, if they're Australian, you got to add the word our in front. Does any other country do that? Does any other country add our... Alvira Lynn Yeah, exactly. Um, like, are the French talking about notre, you know, uh, other than notre dame, um, our, yeah. our woman, <laughs> yeah, are they, our old woman, are they, yeah? Or is it? Are we just so? Are we so anxious and so of our insecure, cultural yeah? fringe? <laughs> That's it. Must maintain ownership. Yep. Quite probably. Quite quite, quite probably.
1: I did have the question here, President Elon Musk, yes or no? Uh, I mean, someone did point out uh, he wasn't born in the United States, he was born in South Africa, so therefore he can't be president. But putting aside, like, facts Mm -hmm. and the law...
2: Yeah, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We seem like quite big obstacles, but sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Well, I mean, like, is it... Are we already down to... Is that where... That's a no from me. (laughs) No, 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 President Musk. No, I don't think so. I just don't think he just. I think, um, I don't look. I really. I got to be honest and say I don't follow him closely enough. He 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 doesn't find. I don't find him interesting. Uh, To me, he's just. (laughs) He takes up a lot of oxygen. And uh, Tesla, from what I can, from what I understand, the cars broadly. That's uh, that's a good thing. They're Uh, not. Apparently not very well built. Not well built? OK, no. all right. No, well, so and you can't, can't
1: keep up the production rate. Yeah, no? the build quality is apparently not good. OK. I mean, they're, they're, the feeling is they're overpriced for what they are. OK. Like people who know about cars. tell Right, me. all right. Uh, he's got Neuralink,
2: which is... What's that?
1: that? That's his brain implant operation, the CEO of which he's just fathered two children with. <laughs> so um, hang
2: on, we, we're implanting... I'll need to know... Brain obviously.
1: implants. Oh, dear. Um... He has demonstrated a, a thing where he's put a brain implants in pigs, and then by monitoring their brain waves you can tell when the pig is—I
2: forget what—a a pig probably. You can tell when the pig tell, is. You can tell if that pig if salted will give you colon cancer. That's yeah. That's that's how good it is.
1: Um, and it, it, it's this whole belief that yes, within within you know minutes, hours weeks we will be able to have you know brain implants and ha- connected to our vr headset and we won't need the headset because it'll all be in our brain then there's spacex uh, oh yes. and the mars okay. colony okay
3: yeah
2: that sounds all right yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe can we can we fix some things can we just fix some things here first and then go to mars is that possible well there is that that figure, and I,
1: I don't know how trustworthy this figure is, but it's a figure that keeps kicking around that it would cost about six billion dollars to solve uh, um, food in the world. Right. That, yes, I've of, heard that figure. That, yes. I, I suspect you might have to rearrange a few others, but even if it's sixty billion dollars, ten times as much, mm-hmm. that's
2: something within Mr. Musk's, you know, ballpark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be something better to focus on. But I feel like since you've got strong opinions on Musk here, so where do you stand on President Musk? I mean, part of me thinks it's inevitable. Really? Well, um, that, the, 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 that, I mean, maybe, you know, not in 2024,
1: but America is, you know, going down the toilet as we speak. I'm, I'm pretty sure... OK, someone someone warned me the other day about this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it cheapy. Trump 2024. Mm. Done and dusted. Absolutely. Done and dusted.
2: Jesus. Yeah.
1: Um, and it'll all fall apart... Uh, and look, I don't know how much of the constitution they need to change, or maybe they can you do somewhere an, an honorary birth
2: certificate? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, like if you can pardon someone, yeah. like, to, like to me, that sort of power could easily be extended to like you can mm. it's like a, you can pardon their citizenship. Like and, for, and <laughs> South Africans need some pardoning, <laughs> <Yeah>. don't they? <laughs> oh, God. Um,
1: sorry, sorry to my South African friends, both of you. I found this... Look, on Twitter today, like, like, Trump did a tweet, and he showed, you know, that meme of someone deciding which button of two buttons to press and then and sweating. And they sweating, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he posted one, because this whole thing between him and Trump, he posted, which button, hate Trump or hate Elon, and the person sweating is labelled the far left. And they... Right, And, and yes. he put that tweet up and, and he wasn't happy with the results that came through. Apparently quite a few were going for him. He deleted the tweet, I thought we need to do a scientific poll. So for four hours this morning uh, I had up on Twitter, the source of all scientific um, polling, as you know, mm. hate Trump 72%, hate Elon 28%. It did start out closer, mm-hmm. but it settled really? on, let's yeah. call it roughly, three-quarters of people... Hate Trump rather than hate Elon yeah.
2: if they have to choose. I don't think. Yes, I think. I think that's fair. I think that sounds about right. That's. I, I, I'm very happy with that. Yeah, I'm much more in the hate Trump camp than the yeah. hate Elon. I'm sort of perturbed by Elon. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm. concerned for him, but I don't hate him. I don't. I don't. I mean, Trump. if you could press both buttons, would you? No, I don't, I don't hate. Elon. I do hate. See, Donald hates. is quite, quite Trump. a specific emotion, but I it? do that's hate what? Donald Trump. I think he's been. Bad for the world. <laughs> yes, he has not improved the situation. No, I can't. It's not like, yeah, whereas Elon, I think, is a mixed bag. And <laughs> a cunt. Um,
1: you don't have to agree. No, that, I'm,
2: I'm actively distancing myself from <laughs> that. I,
1: I don't think it's every episode that I mention that Elon Musk is a cunt, but it does come up quite a bit. It's one of the catchphrases uh, of this podcast. Uh, some quick uh, fact checks and housekeeping and updates there. Uh, the place in San Francisco with the tasty salted pig parts, yes, it closed its doors in 2017. Uh, it was called Boccolone. I assume that's pronounced not botulone, B-O-C-C-A-L-O-N-E, because botulone would sound a bit too much like botulism. And they had... Hasty pig parts, bread, wine. It was a charcuterie shop. Huh, idiot me. Didn't make the connection. I will put some context in about Mark being in his late 40s. That that was a guess of his age by a a contestant in the first series of Win the Week. Uh, Mark is not in his late 40s. This is a a running joke. Uh, We will be talking a little bit about uh, Win the Week in just a moment. And while we're uh, sorting out some... uh some facts. A couple of episodes ago, I spoke about the New South Wales government plans to put the Aboriginal flag permanently on the Sydney Harbour Bridge and the fact that this meant three flagpoles would now be needed, not two, and a whole bunch of associated structural work would have to be done and it would end up costing $25 million. And I complained about all the instant fucking experts who thought they could do it cheaper, all of that. Well, there has been more news since then. The decision has been made, there'll still just be two flags on the bridge. We'll just replace the New South Wales state flag, which no one knows anyway, uh, with the Aboriginal flag. So none of that structural work will be needed. Uh, and the Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, Ben Franklin, said the $25 million, uh, will now go uh, instead towards Indigenous initiatives. Nothing uh, really specified there. So that's that bit. Uh, next couple of episodes uh, in the Winter Series with special guests... Uh, astronomer slash astrophysicist Rami Mandau will be joining us once more. You may have seen the James Webb Space Telescope has taken some pictures of galaxies. He'll tell us about that. Uh, There's been some rocket launches from Australia's far north. We'll probably talk about that and other space stuff. Date not set. So if you have some space-related questions for, for Cosmic Rami send them to me as quickly as you can. Uh, that is, if you're a supporter who has trigger words or a conversation topic. I'll come back to that momentarily. Uh, and then further down the track, uh, Parliament resumes on the 26th of July, as you may have heard. Uh, and uh, given that we have a new government and all of the things to do with digital law and privacy law and all of that, I mean, it's all up for grabs now. It's a whole new parliament, a whole new kind of government, Uh Well-ish, the Labour Party. Um, So Justin Warren uh, will be coming back to uh, bounce some uh, bounce around some ideas about that. That I think we're recording on the 11th of August uh, after the first two weeks of Parliament happen. So uh, get back to me with your conversation topics and trigger words. At this juncture, of course, I want to thank all the people who support this podcast. This episode, it's thanks once again to Bob Ogden, uh, who says, and I quote, Birdie num-num. Num-num.
3: Num-num. Birdie num-num. What in the world is that? I can't imagine.
1: And Bob also says, uh, well... Bobo Gaden, which is what we used to call him for Bob Ogden, you see. You see how that works. He says, now that is a blast from the past, and yes, Bob, we're all getting very old indeed. Thank you for your contributions. And thanks again to Carletta Abinak, who uh, I, I, I did a little bit of Musk research for her on Elon Musk, not on organic chemicals. And, of course, uh, as well as Bob and Carletta, thank you, of course, to all the people who've contributed to the 9pm Winter Series crowdfunding campaign. Uh, all the relevant shout-outs are in previous episodes. Um, you're all listed on the website each time. Thank you so much. Do remember to send in any trigger words or conversation topics uh, so, you know, so we get them in the episodes. If you would like to join the people who support this thing, Go to the 9 edict.com slash tip. That's the9pmedict.com slash tip. Now, I was very pleased to see that uh, um, the series Win the Week is coming back, hosted by Alex yes. Lee and um, um, Craig mm-hmm, Yeah, uh, Fantastic little quiz show format. You were on. The first
2: series. I was, and I'll be back for season two at some point. It says that. That's what it says. It says, <laughs> it says that in the I'm PA. I'm holding yet. them to that press release. Yes. Oh, you <laughs> don't know? what You haven't got a date yet? Not yet. Oh,
1: uh, damn. Because because my, my question was, I plan on going, because it's recorded on Tuesday night, being a topical news show, recorded Tuesday night, go to air Wednesday night in the ABC TV comedy slot mm-hmm. around 8pm. Yes. 7, that's That's the plan. Yep. And dates have been set. And I thought I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't mind going, because I quite enjoy sitting in on a quiz show being mm-hmm. taped, as you know. Yes. Because, uh, 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 I, I you know, you very rarely mention it, but you were, of course, one of the hosts of Pointless Australia. Mm. Um,
2: and uh, you were one of the wonderful audience members. One of the audience <laughs> members, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like to think. That was great. But that time. was a good day. That was a very good day. It very really good was day. A, It was a good day. Thank you for bringing the I biscuits. I brought some biscuits, yeah. <laughs> but...
1: Um, when I mentioned that I wanted to go to some of the recordings of uh, Win the Week mm-hmm. with uh, Alex Lee and uh, David Rucassel. Uh, David <laughs> sure. Chris, uh, Craig. Craig yeah. or is a Chris. Brian. <laughs> we can't afford Craig this <laughs> yeah. season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've got his cousin.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah panel beater like from a, Auburn. Was it like Vodafone or someone that did that campaign a few years back with Doug Pitt, Brad Pitt's brother? Do you remember that?
1: I don't remember that, but it sounds awesome. Google that. Anyway. All nice. right. Um, anyway, I mentioned that... that you know, I, I don't want to go to every recording, uh, but I want to go to one that has good guests as opposed <laughs> uh, to, to shit guests, sure, sure, shit sure. celebrity guests. And Craig Rucastle tweeted back at me, "Please send lists of good and shit <laughs> celeb guests so we can
2: help out." <laughs>
1: so <laughs> this is our this is our chance mark to uh, improve the show. Okay,
2: yeah. Or, or <laughs> yeah. So I'm having to, I'm having to say who are the good guests. Oh, pointless is on screen. There you go. A, not my version. No, right? no. <laughs> the the group the. The, the, the British and more the, the successful, successful one. version,
1: yes. <laughs> um, um, We're going to regret doing this segment. No, well, I've got
2: my own solution for how we're going to do this segment, but yes, go on.
1: Okay, here are the guests that are in series one. Now, Alex Lee, it, look, she's fabulous and she's been on this podcast. I'm trying to get her on again before this show. Let's not say anything. Craig Rucastle. Wow. Shit. <laughs> he's, he's no David
2: let That's right. Andrew Denton. Well, I think I think you can't go. I think that's probably the peak, really. I no, think that is that is good, good, that celeb guest. He yeah. was quite good too. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll save you the time. This, this, this is Gerald because they're, they're all they nearly all very good. They are. There is. I would say there is not a bad. No, there's not. A, I don't think there's a shit guest on there. I think the safer way to do this. Yes. Would be to go back in time. And oh. So maybe imagine when the week uh, was made in the. Early '80s, uh, <laughs> and now we're working out who hosted the, by Daryl Hosted by Daryl Summers, who are the good and shit guests? And that's, I think, that's your safe way around it. Okay, okay. good would be Molly Meldrum, not because he
1: would know anything about the news, mm-hmm. but but it would be incredibly good television to have him
2: rambling on. <laughs> would it? That's uh, yeah. There's depends depends on his like how, how many how drugs he's done before yeah, exactly. going on. How across topical. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he is. Well, I guess he was. He was. He was very, very He's across the music now. scene. He's
1: quite unwell ever since he fell off that ladder. Yes, uh, yeah, that's absolutely. not a euphemism. He was doing <sighs> Christmas decoration. He was not a young man. He was doing some sort of work on his roof, and he fell off the ladder and injured yeah. himself quite, quite badly. And his hospital for a while. He's not. It's not been quite the
2: same since, and we haven't
1: really seen much of Molly.
2: No, no, but um, yeah, quite
1: a remarkable th- chap. I met him once. He, oh, did I've, you? I've met him twice actually. Once was. Oh, I probably shouldn't tell that story because I was... Well, but then years, years later, Boy Georgian Culture Club did an Australian thing, but they're only doing Sydney and Melbourne and maybe Perth. And there was a huge thing to say, oh, they've got to come to Adelaide, they've got to come to Adelaide. So they did, they, they did an impromptu acapella set from the bridge over Rundle Mall in Adelaide.
2: Sorry. Okay, so as soon as you said that, for some reason, Bridge over Rundle Mall merged with Bridge on the River Kwai. Some <laughs> Somehow they became one and the same. It's so, so we suddenly had Boy
1: Georgian Culture Club building the Thai Burma exactly. Railway. That's it. With Japanese guards. I think so. That whipping <laughs> them, bayoneting them. <laughs>
2: Building yeah, the bridge. That's uh, yeah I, I uh, yeah. And Molly Mildrum
1: came over with them and I met him again and he remembered meeting me the previous time or maybe I'm oh, getting old wow. because and but I I went to the press conference it was quite weird because Culture Club were the the, the hotness they were the, they were huge huge stars and Boy George especially. And I was at the press conference because I was doing it for radio I was crouching on the ground as as close to Boy George and the other band members, As I Am To You Now, which is like across a little table Mm -hmm. at the pub. And fascinating to watch. He was constantly trying to defer questions to the the other members of the band. Really Really? Really nice guy. Um, But it was bizarre going in there because, you know, security was pretty tight. And there were people who I had otherwise assumed to be normal human beings, like, desperately thrusting things at me, Go, oh, you're going in, can you get them to sign this oh, and get right, them on whatever?
0: Yes.
1: No, no.
2: I, no, that's not how this works. Well, well, I, I had an experience with a superstar uh, a few months ago, I, my super- I, think, I think he's you know, very, very famous, um, I did a gig at the Enmore Theatre and then afterwards oh, yeah. um, we'll, we'll went for, for a drink and... And I get, I get up to leave, and as I get up, Baz Luhrmann sits down directly opposite me. Okay, that, that's so, an actual celeb. Yeah, yeah. So, I actually, so I sit straight back down. I, I, I gesture to my friend, fuck off. <laughs> 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 I want to talk to Baz. And, you know, there was, a, there was a small group of us gathered around, and we spoke to Baz for about an hour and a half, and just, like, almost not of this world. Like, someone who is very much kind of in their own... Sort of stratosphere or something, and it was, he was fascinating and very nice and, mm. and funny and but he was quite intense as well. Like he could sort of, I think it's at one point um, one of the guys, one of the guys at the table kept saying the word, kept saying really, like every time Baz would tell, tell, tell an anecdote, he'd go, oh really, and and Baz eventually had enough of it, and he, just, and he just said, you say really a lot. Do you not believe me? Do you think I'm a liar? What <laughs> What's As that, opposed to it just being yeah, a verbal tip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. What does that say about you? What does that say about me? <gasps> and then it was just like... But he was being playful, but it was very intense. And, <laughs> and, and, intense or mock intense? Well, I mean, it, was, it would be... Sorry, it would be intense to be on the receiving end of it. Oh, shit, yeah. And my friend kind of... Because Baz Luhrmann, Yeah, yeah exactly. We were all well, that's the jaws thing. on the ground. And... and my friend sort of excused himself and, and went to another table for a while. It was just like the, the intense glare of of Lerman on you was was too much but I can, I can understand that <laughs> Yeah
1: And now some news from Florida's 10 Tampa Bay
0: At this very moment, giant African land snails, what state officials call an incredibly dangerous, invasive species, have part of Pasco County under a quarantine.
1: State officials are urging the public to help them get these snails under
0: control. Jay Pasqua says he's seen about 60 of the giant African land snails scattered throughout his property. If you take a look at this one right here, it's about half the size of a water bottle. The snails feed on more than 500 plant species, posing a major threat to the environment. And they can carry a parasite called rat lungworm. It's known to cause a type of meningitis in humans. Causes the brain to swell and the covering of the brain to be inflamed. If you see these snails, officials say do not touch them.
1: And I've posted a photograph of officials uh, touching, touching the touching snails, the snail, yeah. um, holding them in the hand. They are Hands quite large.
2: Touching, <laughs> reaching out,
1: touching you, <laughs> touching me. I couldn't hold a tune. That's you right. It was the had other way a way. handle.
2: That's fine. Yeah. You, that's right. The new Neil Diamond musical is opening. Uh, oh, is uh, it? A, 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 yes, I saw. I saw an, a, an audience give a standing ovation to Neil Diamond, yeah. who was in the audience here, the other night. Anyway. Uh, snails, <laughs>
3: snails,
1: giant African land snails, uh, that literally—I I love the headline in um, in Ars Technica, which is actually a, like a tech site, mm-hmm. tech and policy. It their their headline was: Florida once again has giant calamitous snails that spew parasitic brain worms. Once again, once again, no, it is the third time. When did this last? <laughs> I'm not going to look up the dates, but okay. it, it has happened before, and and one of the times it happened, it took them ten years to clear up uh, the area from uh, Les Escargots Calamateur. Yeah,
2: very good. The it's so, I mean, it, the, it, thank goodness they are snails and not you know snakes or something. Like they are, like it's something that. Thank goodness, there's something that theoretically. Not the hardest thing in the world to catch. They're not. <laughs> that's right. That's they're right. They,
1: are, they do just kind of sit there. They're just there.
2: They're just like, you know, deal with it.
1: I um, mean, it is, it is important. Uh, let's play a little clip um, from one of the health authorities. Um, uh, I think we do need to pay attention to this.
0: Rat lungworm disease is caused by a parasitic worm called Angiostrondulus cantinensis. It's called rat lungworm disease because the worm lives in the lungs of rats. An infected rat <laughs> coughs up worms from the lungs into the throat, Jesus. where they are then swallowed by the rat. Uh, uh. The worms are now in the rat's digestive system oh and eventually end up in the rat's poop. Uh. Then, one, a slug or snail eats the rat's poop and becomes infected. Or, two, the worms in the rat's poop penetrate a slug or snail's body. When a rat eats an infected slug or snail, the cycle begins again. People get rat lungworm disease when they eat raw or undercooked slugs or snails that have worms in them. Slugs and snails may be eaten accidentally if they're on fruits or vegetables that haven't been thoroughly washed. Or, freshwater crabs, shrimp, prawns, or frogs may eat slugs or snails, become infected with worms, (sighs) And then infect people if they're eaten undercooked or raw. Beverages may be contaminated with worms if they aren't stored in sealed containers to keep slugs or snails out. Rat lungworm disease is preventable. Protect yourself and others from rat lungworm disease.
2: That was a that was a horrible PSA. Um, the uh, I did imagine that because because it sort of goes through this cycle. Like I do, I'd love to see all of that. Set to the circle of life and have that and have things, rats shitting out in worms. Brain worms. Brain worms, having the the snail, the slug, (laughs) eat the rat. (laughs) That would be very moving. Uh, Yes. Um, How did you choose this story? (laughs) Look,
1: it was just there and... (laughs)
2: I, I don't know I don't know that I've got anything more to you say, say about it. You see you see the words parasitic brain worms and you just go. Florida. In Florida in Florida and you yeah. go Mark Humphries is, yeah. yeah he'll have something to say about this. he'll have it he'll have strong opinions on this and you don't really <laughs> well I I'm, 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 I'm an, believe the stone. I, I am anti brain parasitic worm. <laughs> brain worm yeah and I think we should raise awareness of that okay yeah. if we could have parasitic brain worm awareness day I, I think that would be a good idea I, I think the fact
1: that 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 given what is happening politically in Florida and some of the brilliant oh. ideas they've come up with recently, such as uh, teachers and other people need to register their political views
2: with the government. Yeah, I, yeah, you could argue that the brain worms have already <laughs> That's taken right. over.
1: No, it's not the first time they've, you know, the brain worms again. I, I wanted to say that because I did love the phrase calamitous brainworms. Calamitous.
2: Worms. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which does raise when, the idea that maybe there are non-calamitous brainworms. Yeah, how often does, is that? I can't think. I can't think of anything else where that word is used. Like calamitous. I can't think of any other. It's beautiful. That's isn't it? fantastic. Yeah, I, it's almost like you know because you know how there's the, the cycle of a of a of a senator or an MP who is sort of like embattled ah, and, yes, you know <laughs> whatever um, like, disgraced. disgraced
1: and all that sort of that. I can't remember yeah Buzzfeed Australia yeah, put together that to scale I think it, maybe back. Alice
2: Workman did it yeah, yeah. and um, but yeah at what point did they become a calamitous MP that's what <laughs> I, I want to know I have as always
1: linked to everything we mentioned in this podcast which is one of the tragedies of it but you can go and look look up these videos for yourself uh, there's more from that um, 10 Tampa report where one of the reporters is being shown around the backyard of some yes. plant seller
2: and he sort of pointed there's there's one there but there's there's, there's a couple not, more I'm, I'm not allowed to touch them myself uh, you have to get a professional to come and I'll take them away a snail fondler <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: speaking of calamities, mm. um, Jerry Harvey. Oh no! Who, uh, in a radio interview on uh, Melbourne's Three AW, actually like, Joe Aston for the Finn Review. His his tweet about this was wonderful. Peak self awareness, Jerry Harvey. For people outside Australia, he is he is a billionaire who made a fortune selling household appliances through uh, his business, Harvey Norman. He said. Again, Joe Aston's quote, he's used a 23-minute radio interview on Melbourne's highest-rating morning show to complain that he's being silenced.
2: Which morning show is giving Jerry Harvey 23 minutes? That's Neil Mitchell on 3AW. Uh, okay. He's got a segment on Tuesday
1: called What Makes You Tick, where he does like a, a fairly open-ended 20, 25 minutes with someone, mm-hmm. you know, about their beliefs in life and whatever. Mm. Anyway, um, 14 minutes into this self-serving claptrap, uh, we get to uh, this question, Jerry Harvey.
3: You've been very outspoken over the years. That gets you into trouble occasionally, doesn't it? Yeah, and the biggest problem now is that you're not allowed to do that anymore. It doesn't matter what you say, you get attacked. And, and, and social media is just... Uh, it's extraordinarily spiteful and nasty, and it's 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 such a stage now where why am I doing this interview with you? It's like uh, have I got an opinion on anything? Probably not anymore. What's the point? Um, I mean, all my customers buy fridges off me now. You know, as soon as I say something they don't like, I'm never going to shop with that bugger again. So, what's the point of saying anything? Just shut up. But then. There's a whole heap of business people out there and people in the community just won't say anything anymore. The system is silencing everybody because what's the point? You just get attacked.
1: Well, that's true, but if you do stifle that sort of discussion and debate,
3: you stifle ideas, surely. I know, I know. It's madness, absolute madness. So, you know, I can get up there and say something about a, a political party or a politician or a sports person or whatever... and and someone doesn't like that and then I lose all my customers. Why would I do that? In the old days, up until the last few years, I'd do it all the time. And and as you said, I was too outspoken perhaps. Uh, But I thought, you know, it's ideas. And some of the things that, you know, I was fighting, they were right. I mean, I used to fight seven-day trading. And um, I was opening seven days a week, being fined for it and all that sort of thing. But today, And that went on for years and years and years. But today, we're all open seven days.
1: Freedom fighter Jerry Harvey there. Uh.
2: I, yeah... <laughs> Does he, I don't, I, I just find it weird how often we do hear from Jerry Harvey. Given <laughs> um, <laughs> that he's silenced. Well, and well, and but, but even uh, given that he's a furniture salesman, I just don't know what the... Why toasters what or the, refrigerators. I just don't know why we keep going to him for opinions. I just, like, I guess as long as they're sort of business related, sure, but, like, I don't know what else he wants to say that he feels like he's not being allowed to say, but like, uh, For those of you listening at home who, who may have an actual life
1: um, I mean, don't bother listening to it but if, if you don't have a life I have linked to the full 23 minutes oh, God. Of, of Jerry Harvey yeah. talking about how money isn't important to him
2: No, I think uh, save yourself the time and just watch one of those old Harvey Norman ads where it's, you know, it's got s- dancers, uh, singers and, and dancers and you know, sort of these elaborate Go sort of, Harvey Norman, yeah, go Yeah, exactly, that's it These elaborate production numbers for, for Harvey Norman Hey
0: Harvey Norman
2: You've got what it takes
0: You want me, Harvey
3: Hey Harvey Norman. I,
2: I, I don't know why he feels the need to weigh, weigh in so often. I't I get always get annoyed with certain news breaks and it's like and the, the instinct of certain news outlets is to go and call. There's just certain names that come up of of who weighs in on something. And he's one of them. Yeah, don't call him. Why is he on your speed dial? Don't call him. Back when I was producing
1: radio um, a century or two ago, um, whenever something came up talking about, uh, you know, the military, foreign policy or whatever, people would always go to Bruce Ruxton, who at that stage was president of the Victorian RSL.
2: Goodness me, yes, I remember Ruxton very Uh, well. Slightly racist. Ruxton Uh. had delivered... So this—I've never been able to find this clip. It was so God. It was there was a there was a woman who was protesting something, and Ruxton didn't like it. And I just remember Ruxton being filmed shouting at her: "Go! Why don't you go away, you old hag? Go away!" I remember that specifically. That was. <laughs> The rux, I've always wanted to find that quote. I was in producing for ABC
1: Adelaide, so the question was, why aren't we talking to the president of the South Australian RSL?
2: Yeah. Why
1: yeah. are we going... We all know why we're going for Bruce. Not the national one, not the
2: one, but Bruce in Victoria, because he will say a soundbite. He was on the... I remember in the 90s, he was on the, the Today Show all the time. And he was probably the first kind of crank that I was exposed to. I think he was a sort of... Um, yeah, the first kind of perpetually outraged mm. television, you know, mouth um, that, <laughs> <laughs> that I was conscious do you, of. Do you
1: realise as saying this you are kind of painting yourself into a corner for your own future?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... that I, well, I've, that of, cr- that I've cool? often said, like, that... I don't know if now... I don't know how lucrative it is now, but, like, being to me, being one of those commentators, if you mm. as long as you're able to turn off the... Sort of self-awareness, or the the shame. Um, easiest job in the world to just get worked up about things and um, uh, mouth yeah. off about everything, and um, yeah. yeah, you almost you just there's a bunch of. You know, I don't want to go down that path. I just I think I think this. I feel like they're maybe starting to lose their relevance, but uh, that's maybe wishful thinking. But I think that's true. <laughs>
1: Perhaps to finish on a more positive note, you've been exploring TikTok. <laughs> yes, I know. I, 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 I mean, all, right on the cutting edge <laughs> yeah. of, of youth oh, yeah. trends uh, yeah. once
2: Yeah, once it's been around for about three years or so, that's when I get in. Um, yeah, look, I, I just, I, I'm very conscious of the fact that it's really, like, there are huge numbers of people on there, and, you know, obviously there's an audience, you know, uh, and... Twitter, like I said before, is sort of, I think it's losing or has lost some of its luster. So I was kind of curious to see what would happen on TikTok. And so a few weeks ago, I just started putting up my 7.30 sketches and uh, short answer, like nothing happened. Like just no one, you know, I'm starting from zero followers and, you know, trusting the algorithm to make something happen, but nothing happened. And then uh, a a friend of, thank you. Mine, these these aren't... Oh, okay. oh, well, coming from me across the table. Yeah. Let's wh- not...
1: All right, okay. Let's, let's not you've, compare. You've
2: ruined National Nude Day still. Um, and... I, just look at this, Mark. <laughs> this,
1: this is what you've been waiting for your entire career is to sit across from
2: me where, with my... Where is the exit? Um, but anyway, <laughs> so... But a friend of mine who is very successful on Instagram and um, uh, TikTok said... Mark, you should just upload really short clips, like fifteen seconds or something. I was like, and I, I thought my content was short enough as it was at two minutes, two like, two and a half, two yeah. two and a half. And yeah. these are and these are my babies. These are my carefully curated, you know, these every every sketch is an artwork. What do you mean cut it down? And so I was like, okay. So I, I cut. I I, did, I made a five second clip of my most recent sketch, which is literally just me at a news desk saying, good evening, tonight's top story, everything is awful. And then the whole piece was about how everything in the world is awful. Anyway, but that's all I put up, just five seconds. That, Within two days, it's had 1.2 million views. I've seen about 30 people remix it. Like, they've taken the audio and they're lip-syncing. People around the world, Africa, Ukraine, uh, Serbia, um, Israel, I think. It was just, like, people mouthing along to my um, words. It was just very, very strange. So, And okay. I should say, to put
1: that in perspective, 1.5 million views compared to... The audience of seven thirty is
2: is is a large margin. Yeah, but I'm like, but 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 the, we're talking about a half hour show compared to a five second video. It's true, which is over before it's begun. But it, it is just fascinating to see how if your whatever you're making kind of fits into the algorithm well enough, how quickly it can proliferate, and um, yeah, and like I put up like mentioned pointless before i put up a very short clip from pointless that's had three quarters of a million views which is more than we ever had <laughs> you're watching it on the 10 network so it's that's very very exciting and slightly mildly terrifying but
1: yeah for for listeners of this podcast outside australia in the uk or us and there, there, there's a small handful of them those numbers we're talking about there for Australia are just absolutely phenomenal. Australia's population is only twenty five and a half million. If you're looking at, you know, a single broadcast TV thing mm. in the modern days, if you get seven
2: hundred thousand viewers, you're doing pretty yeah. damn fine but there are so many people so many Australians on young Australian comedians on on TikTok who are just yeah. killing it they're yes. just doing so they've got massive followings and and yeah it's it's really quite extraordinary to see that consistently these people um who you know thus far have maybe had, had a, made a couple of TV appearances but largely working the comedy clubs but on TikTok you know hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand followers it's extraordinary yeah. yeah yeah it's just incredible um
1: um, I, I'm not on TikTok yet um, yeah, and, and and listening to this I, I think to put to put this in comparison Mark um, we are we are listened to um, right now by oh, literally yes. dozens, 1.2 oh,
2: okay <laughs> literally <laughs> literally dozens of people but it's the quality of the audience that you uh, th- have yes, cultivated yes. still yes not, um, the, not the quality
1: yes, so can you just say please go to the 9 slash tip
2: right okay please go to the9pmedict.com slash tip. There
1: we go. We'll, we'll thrash the death out of that over the coming weeks.
2: Uh, Mark Humphries, I, d- I
1: do need to let you go to actually celebrate Bastille Day thank you. with France's uh, Consul General to yes, Australia. Uh, yes. For stra- reasons which I don't ex- understand.
2: No, no, but Nancy, no, you, the, the, you know, the word has got out that I speak <laughs> French and so it stands to reason that I should be at uh, the French Consul General's party. Uh, pl- everyone, <laughs>
1: please thank the very routable Mark Humphries. Oh, c'est pas vrai. Merci mille
2: fois, Steele, et à bientôt, j'espère. Merci.
1: Bonjour. Well, that was a lovely conversation for me, at least, and for Mark. I hope it was for you. Uh, To wrap up, uh, yeah, the last few bits and pieces, fact checks, that sort of thing, Uh, that whole thing about Florida requiring uh, um, teachers to register their political views with the state, uh, not true. Um, Stephen King tweeted the following, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, quote, signs bill requiring Florida students and professors to register political views with the state, end quote. Uh, PolitiFact checked that and, like, no. Um, There is a requirement for universities to have some sort of regular check-up on uh, political balance and all that sort of thing, which is is concerning, but it's certainly not quite as fascistic as uh, Stephen King thought. Uh, second item, I forgot to mention that Mark Humphreys uh, is one of the guest people uh, with Julia Zemiro on the final episode of Julia
0: Julia, Julia
1: Zemiro's Home Delivery. Um, that's an ABC show where uh, Julia would, would drive people around their, their hometowns and where they grew up and we'd hear their stories and apparently it's quite lovely. I've never watched it. Uh, but the final one after the... Uh, Nine series of the thing, uh, they decided, uh, the ABC, someone decided uh, that Julia Zemiro's story should be told, and Mark Humphreys was uh, the person who showed her around the high school in Bondi where they both went. Um, so you think you know Mark Humphreys does come across as a you know private school wanker at some point, but he's he's not. He's 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 a state school wanker and and tall. Um, number three, Bruce Ruxton. Yes, I've linked to some of his stuff. Uh, a quick search, I couldn't find that clip either. I I did find out, however, that during uh, Bruce Ruxton's long and uh, illustrious cl- career in the military, he reached the rank of private. So that's good. And, and finally, a, th- a thought I want to leave you with, and this uh, comes via Sheepy, friend of the pod. Hi, Sheepy. Thank you for, for this. I, I want you all, dear listener, I, I want you to, to just visualise this. When two people kiss, they create a long tube from butthole to butthole. Very romantic. Well, that's all the edict for now. Uh, If you would like to support this podcast, please tell your friends. That's the best thing you can do. Or go to the 9pm slash tip or do both. Uh, We've got Rami Mandau soon. We've got Justin uh, Warren coming up soon. I'll probably do a solo episode next week. But until then, I'm still Gary and wash your hands
0: the 9 pm edic s tune production by skank media pardon